welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. Hey guys, it's Tom Reber here. And today we're going to dig into helping you change your mindset so that you stop stealing from your family and you reach greater success in your business. Let's do this. a relationship uh, with our next guest here, but even if we didn't, even if I just stumbled upon him, uh, some of the many things I've seen on the internet, you know, books or TV shows, stuff like that, I know I would gravitate towards this guest because not only does he try to help people, but he does it not, I don't want to say a tough love way, but in an honest love way of like, this is what it's going to take and this is going to have to do it. And if you're not ready to do that, then that's probably the end of my help. But he's always in uh, our corner, and we are so glad that now he's in our guest chair. Is Mr. Tom Reber. Tom, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us on the Nice Job Podcast. Hey, I appreciate you having me here, Sean. How you doing today, man? I am doing uh, great, and I'm excited because I know you have a couple big things uh, coming up on the calendar. But it's our first opportunity to really talk. Uh, you know, we've had some discussions kind of back and forth to talk about. We were able to go to the Mile High Profit Summit, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people are jealous of me. And I'm going to get a chance to get a little one-on-one with you uh, because at the <laughs> Mile High Profit Summit, and and I don't know if you would agree with my sort of assessment, but I got to kind of see you in action and really walk that balance that some people struggle with which is being very real very honest about you know help advice and and, and structure and what it's going to take and still being encouraging while not kind of sugarcoating buttering up or or painting this picture that isn't going to be possible without actual dedication and hard work do you think that kind of sums it up correctly yeah, it, it's funny. Earlier, when you said honest, uh, that word earlier today, somebody asked me, give me a word to describe yourself. And that was the word that I used. And they said, that's an interesting word. Why do you pick it? And I said, um, because I spent most of my life lying to myself, not being honest, not really sharing. And I went into that at the Profit Summit a little bit of that baggage that I had. I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust my opinions and my intuitions and um, you know, my desires or whatever you want to call it. Right. So I spent, I'm 52 and I spent several decades actually suppressing my honesty, my truth and this and that. So I'm at the point now where I'm, it's, it was like coming out of prison in this, in a sense, right? Like just, I'm just going to be me, love me, hate me. Doesn't matter. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just, I'm here to share my story and help people and, um, so yeah, I'd say it's a pretty fair assessment. Thank you. And sometimes as people go through, uh, you know, a transformation or go through their own personal journey, there might be a little mm-hmm. bit of doubt of having the confidence to actually take your story and, and share it knowing that's going to mm-hmm. help others. Is there a moment you can pinpoint where you kind of felt either the confidence is there or you felt the calling was there of like, Hey, I can't just be successful on my own. I have to build my tribe. I have to build my team and I have to help others and make sure that my impact goes beyond my world and actually helps on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's when I, like I said, when I stopped lying to myself and, and I would just 
said, hey, I'm going to be me. That was really the turning point is the reaction that I got. You know, in the business world, especially everybody comes out, beats their chest. You know, this is how many hundreds of millions of dollars we do a year and blah, blah, blah. And it's and what I found is the more that I shared things like I rode the short bus in grade school and I struggled with certain self-confidence issues and I went bankrupt and I was, um, you know, I don't regret this at all, but like my family was built through adoption. You know, we couldn't biologically have kids, you know, and things like that. And so the more I shared that, the more feedback I got from, you know, grown men and women, predominantly men in our community, right, of guys that are going, man, I'm so drawn to this because I felt the same thing. I felt this baggage and this and that. And that's when I really knew that we were making a difference here with what we're doing in the contractor fight is we were just cutting away all the fluff and we're like, hey, this is life. We all we're all dealing with something. We all have our baggage, our head trash. And um, and I'm I'm happy, not always easy, always easy, but I'm happy to lead the way in that authenticity and honesty. And there certainly is a full package that comes with it, mm-hmm. right? You, you make sure that every time you're giving a great marketing strategy, you're also addressing the mindset that goes into understanding mm-hmm. how it's going to work, but then also kind of preparing yourself. You know, uh, one we got a chance to take a look at the the upcoming book, Winning the Contractor Fight. Uh, you, you were kind enough to, to give us a copy that Caitlin and I are fighting over uh, to try to. Uh, Caitlin, our, our producer here, joins me in the community team. Um, but one particular, I looked at kind of the in the marketing uh, section. Of course, hmm. I was naturally kind of drawn to there. And sure. as you get ready to kind of lay out some some tips and, and some other things, you kind of have one last little like declaration. And you're like, look, if you're content with being mediocre, just keep doing what you're doing. Maybe just kind of skip along. Maybe kind of put, yeah. put the uh, the uh, the book back on the shelf there. Um, what mm-hmm. is it that makes that mental mindset, that that strength, or that commitment? Why is it so important? And really, almost perhaps the biggest part of that foundation building block. That look, you can have all the strategies and stuff, but if you're not mentally there, it's not going to be successful. Um. Well, there they're it's limited self-talk number one is where everything starts you know like you i've done everything right from a tact or not everything but i've done a lot of things right tactically and strategically in business and not had the success because my mindset didn't truly believe i deserved it and i'm not trying to get all woo woo on people and stuff like this i don't know how all this works i just know that it works that um what we feed our brain becomes our beliefs and we don't act uh, in conflict with what we truly believe there, and then our beliefs and our actions will then give us our results. And so um, I knew for years that I had to raise my prices, but I had all this head trash that, you know, I can't raise my prices. You can't get that in my area and in my industry and blah, blah, blah. And I'd make it's not in line with the going rate and all these other things we'd feed. Well, those became beliefs, which then when it came time to act and actually raise my prices, I didn't do it because I didn't truly believe it. And then I was stuck on that hamster wheel of crappy results. So, you know, my, to me, you know, everything starts in our mind. Um, but then, it, you know, you got to back it up. You got to take the action because there's also the opposite. A lot of people can give themselves affirmations all day, but not lift a finger and go attack what needs to be done each day. So hand in hand. And, and you're also very much about that you're earning it. You're going to get it, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're not kind of yeah. sitting wait for you. And and the one part in particular, because there's there's almost every single page, I think I can make a podcast episode from this book, mm-hmm. Tom. But the, the one I really would focus in on, because it's something we kind of hear a lot more of in the reputation marketing space, is a lot of people you know come to us because they're trying to figure out how to solve some problems. And one in particular mm-hmm. is generating leads. 
And, yeah. and in your book, you you put very definitively. There's no <laughs> magic, <laughs> like lead tree. There's no magic good. lead tree, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but, so I, I want to kind of dive in that for a moment. There it, it is one thing goes. Obviously, mm-hmm. leads are important, right? It, it's kind of organically getting there. But let's just start with like if even if it, I'll say, kind of did exist, right? I mean, maybe that's a little bit too more hypothetical, but. What is it about these these cold lead lists that just are so self sabotaging? You know, when people go and they look at these these list generators and they mm-hmm. they feel like they found this magic elixir, but instead they set themselves so far back. Why is that just such a death knell for some of these businesses? Well, you're not in control of your own lead flow. You know, you're you're renting space. You know, um, and and listen, there there are. Um, let me say this about you guys. Like we're, we use you guys in our business and I couldn't be happier with the results we're getting with our, with, with our reviews and things like that. You guys are knocking it out of the park. Um, but a lot of, a lot of contractors, they don't realize that they have to plant their flag on their own brand, be the champion of their own brand. Um, that, you know, if you want to lead today, in most cases, it's going to be the result of what you did six months ago, you know? And so I just see, I see so many people go into business and they hire third party companies to quote, generate these leads for them. To me, that's no different. And and there's a time and a place for that, but it can't be the hub of everything. I think your own marketing plan, your business, your website has to be the hub. And then you have other tools that you use, right? And a lot of guys get that backwards. So it's kind of like if I rent a billboard in town, billboards, but when I had my painting businesses and things like that, we rented them and they were great. They did, they did a great thing. But if I stop paying that company, the billboard goes away. Mm -hmm. I'm renting it. Right. So our, our number one strategy that we've always followed in the fight, what we coach people is position yourself as the expert built, you know, produce great content, add value to people, be somebody type something in about your industry online. You should be coming up that's that's what i talk about the most is just plant your flag in the right place and then as needed you can bring in other tools and things like that so um you know and it's about playing the long game too man you know it's a it's a um um there's a lot of impatience with people you know you think oh i run an ad or i write a blog or i whatever and the phone's going to ring tomorrow i build a website and and instantly the phone's going to start ringing it doesn't happen that way you got to have a degree of patience which also lends itself to having other strategies in place like shaking hands with people and getting involved in your community and meeting people and relationships and and um, social proof like you guys are doing and all these things um you know it all adds up you have to attack the whole field and, and i love you talk about like planting your flag in the right spot mm-hmm. because it's twofold at least that's how i'm interpreting it right so it's about planting the flag making sure you get it in there that you establish yourself but if it's not in the right spot if it's on the wrong side yeah. of the moon then then it doesn't really work there and you talk about shaking hands getting out there being a part of your community mm-hmm. do you think that's grown even more important given what we've gone through the past two years and and some of the you know some communities have had their own issues uh you know for whatever sort of reasons that we i think we all can agree it's at least been a tough time right no matter what yeah. what you're kind of believe we're kind of thinking it's been a tough time and we've mm-hmm. seen a little bit of connectedness but do you think that's become more important or is it just kind of almost i don't say flavor of the monthy because that, that almost diminishes value but it's one of those like look five years from now it's gonna be just as important and five years ago it's just as important right now maybe it's a little bit more top of mind but it's a fundamental mm-hmm. pillar well, I, I think, 
even before the last couple of years and the challenges that that has brought, I think when, uh, and I'm, I'm not slamming any tool or things that makes our life easier for, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, auto responders and putting our marketing on, on, um, like more autopilot. Yeah. Yeah. More automations. That's the word I'm looking for. Like, I think that even before all this, when that started hitting the scene, I think people forgot that marketing and sales, building your business is all about relationships. You know, I've worked with people where I had one guy that we coached in one of our programs years ago, where every single thing was automated to the point where it was like calling the cable company and you can't talk to a human being. And he couldn't figure out why he wasn't growing and why people weren't buying. And I was like, dude, you got to you got to bring back some human touch here, you know. And so so I think it happened before these recent years. But but, yeah, I would say it's extremely important. And, and it's really low hanging fruit, you know, because it's a you we're not Amazon as a contractor. You know, if I'm a contractor, I'm not Amazon. Right. Like I'm not. Um, I'm a local business that's most likely working in a couple zip codes, building certain projects, things like that. Um, and I want to show that I'm adding value back into the community. I want to be involved, you know, like whether it's networking groups, whether you join some committee that helps fundraising in the town and you get to meet people. That's where a lot of magic happens. I had a guy, one of my main competitors many years ago, did no formal advertising, none of the stuff we were doing. And his business was just kicking butt. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm, I'm on this committee here. I'm on this. He was getting the inside scoop to what projects were going to be happening and all this because of relationships. And so um, so and I think it's just you know, we're human beings. We're, we're wired to want relationships with people that we trust and stuff. So I, I think it's massive low hanging fruit for a, for a business. Releasing the book, winning the contractor fight. Um, yeah. It's I got to think it's a lot when you take on the task of of crafting a book because you almost want to fit in everything <laughs> but you know you want to put out something that's 8,000 pages um if you wouldn't mind yeah. let me kind of dive in perhaps the process that you went through to figure out how to really construct this book because again i've, I've heard you speak and, and obviously you know just from the first mm -hmm. part of this episode we can tell that you have a lot to share but what was the mindset going into you know making a book like winning the contractor fight and trying to figure out you know how you wanted to guide people through page after page yeah so my uh for, it's been on my radar for years. And I actually wrote the first, started writing the first couple chapters over two years ago. And then I never did anything with them. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't finish. I just got hung up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I went to an event earlier this, uh, in 2021, I went to an event in the spring. Uh, my fiance Lee was with me and we left this event. There were a lot of things that happened there, and it, it just it. I'll brag a little. It wasn't as, as cool as my event. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, it was just very. There was no real rhyme or reason to it. It just blah blah blah, and, and some of the things that were happening from the stage, and it just didn't sit right with me. We got back to our hotel room that night, uh, and she goes, "Honey, you need to write the damn book." And um, and I said, "You're right." And what was holding me up is I didn't feel like I had enough to offer. I didn't feel like I had an impressive enough resume. I had, it was my own head trash, right? Back to the mindset. And so that would, that, now I'm glad that I didn't write it two years ago because uh, it's better than it would have been then, now. Yeah. Um, and so we got, we got back home to Colorado from this event and uh, she says, you need to set your alarm an hour earlier every day. And 
I swear, man, when that alarm went off, her feet hit the back of my, my back and shoved me out of the bed. Like, and she's like, go right, go right. And I, and I banged it out in about 10 days. It's only 130 pages or so. And, um, and what I tried to do is I tried to write a book that I, that what I, that I would read, meaning, um, I didn't want a lot of fluff. I wanted a mixture of stories, how to's and mindset, you know, things. And, um, and so far that that's the feedback that we've gotten. Um, but that was the process. It was really, I was, I was in my own way of making it happen because my own limiting or negative self-talk, you know, that, uh, it probably won't be good enough and all this other stuff. And you know what, it might not be good enough for some people. And for some people it's going to change their life. And so, um, just like anything, right. Yeah. A question kind of popped in my head as you're kind of describing that yeah. answer is, is how often does uh, either your partner Lee or, or your team mm-hmm. have to, I see like the, the, the signs you have in the background, like, how often do they have to point at your own words to you, Tom, like, and be like, hey, like, be confident, you know, like, hey, like, determination here, like having a support team, like I talked about being able to call one another out, like, how mm-hmm. often does that happen to you? Because I think sometimes people think with, with someone like yourself that is is very confident and helps a lot of other people that it's so much a solo quest. But you described at least twice within this conversation of your team kind of rallying yeah. through you. Well, I I'm incredibly blessed. I you know between my team and my my queen, I call her we call her the queen. Um, I'm called out on something every day of the week. <laughs> yeah. So um, meaning my own BS that I'm, I'm telling myself, my own limiting beliefs, or, you know, I have, I have a file, it'll take me too long to find it in my phone right now because it's buried, but I have a notes page on my phone of certain things that have been said to me. And one of the things, um, and, and I might have put it in the book, to be honest with you, I don't even remember if I put it in the book. Uh, I'd be surprised if I didn't. Uh, here it is. Maybe I did. Uh, yeah, it's the first bullet point in that chapter 14 of random thoughts uh she says to me tom you need to quit being the weak link here um and this was said to me by my queen when i was being an idiot she called me out this is stuck with me as i reflect on how often to make on this often to make sure i'm never the weak link again and so you know i welcome that i just i want to be better i don't want to shortchange the people i care about and um and so when i'm when i'm being a knucklehead i'm i'm pretty much called out by somebody in my very inner circle, my other business partners, things. I mean, I'm really blessed with the people I have. Um, I mean, I have coaches that work for me that are not partners that can text me and go, hey, the way you came across the other day was a little this or that. And, you know, we need to talk about like we just really. And I think that's the culture, you know, where I'll pat myself on the back a little bit here is that I've created is that we're not going to BS each other. We can tell each other the truth. We're safe here. Um, and so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed with that, but I get called out all the time, man. Um, cause I, I go in the tank, I'd say probably people are surprised at this probably one and a half to two days a month. And they're usually in a row. <laughs> it's like a day or two. Yeah. Um, I go dark. I, I go almost like really depressed about, it could be anything. And, and it's, um, and, and I think it's, uh, it's usually when I start dwelling too much on um, me feeling like I have to carry everybody, if yeah. that makes sense. Like in, in my team's way more talented than I am, but I'm still the leader, right? So I'm still in our family and my business. And every now and then I have these moments where, um, where I start getting negative on myself and doubting myself. 
And over the years, I've been able to recognize it. So now when I see it coming, I know I need to work out more. Um, like, mm-hmm. you know, I work out every day, but like if I start feeling it, I'll go do something physical or I'll pull her, one of my partners or team, you know, trusted advisors aside. And I'll go, uh, my mindset coach that I work with, I'll be like, Hey man, I'm, I'm starting to go negative again. We got to And I just get it out into the light and that, that kind of minimizes the, the damage. Tom, if someone listens to this episode, it's their first chance getting opportunity to, to see you or hear you and, and they either want to learn more or they want to connect, um, where should we direct them towards? Thecontractorfight.com. You can you can go there and, you know, uh, like I was saying about the book, if somebody wants to grab the book, uh, we'll give you the book for free. You just got to pay shipping and handling and go to thecontractorfight.com forward slash book. Um, it's on Amazon and all that as well, but don't pay for it if you don't need to. Head over there and pick it up. And uh, and we're also, if somebody wants to see what we've got going on with the TV show and some other things, go to uh, Instagram, Real Tom Reber, and uh, you can follow us there as well. Awesome. And we'll have all those links down in the show description or the show notes, wherever you happen to be uh, tuning in to this episode. Uh, Tom, I wish you the best of luck going forward. Looking forward to more opportunities to, to get to work with you. And of course, uh, you know, getting ready for the HGTV show and, and really finishing up the rest of that book as well. But thank you once again for taking some time out of your day to join us on the Night Shot Podcast. Well, thanks so much for having me, Sean. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.